we literally can't do anything without energy. That's why I'm so excited about this episode because hunting energy and making sure we have enough energy and the right energy and staying away from the wrong energy is a super major key to cracking our success code. On this episode, let's bring in the show. Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we talk about positive tactics, strategies, and we also give interviews to help you build your perspective so you can crack your own personal success code. And today I'm super excited. We have Daniel Sundberg, who's going to teach us how to master movement and energy so that we can have the energy, be able to move, and bring enough energy to the day every day so we can so we can pound on our dreams and crack our success hole and just flat out get done what we need to get done. Danielle, how are you? Hi, Roy. I'm so great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I just want to say I love your chair. Um, <laughs> it looks like a queen's chair. I was like, oh, she's, she's in a palace. It's in a major, looks like a, a, a throne there. Yeah, it's a really awesome um vintage reupholstered chair that I use for all of my great thinking. So it's the best place to be for this. There you go. So really quick, uh, tell the people who are on live what it is you do and uh, what are you a master at? So my name is Danielle Sundberg and I am a transformational coach and a Reiki master. And so what I do is really combine these two modalities Reiki, for those who don't know, is a Japanese modality used to create flow and balance of energy in the body, or chi, or prana, if you know the Sanskrit word, or in Chinese. So what people come to me for Reiki Mm -hmm. for is balancing, amplifying their energy, dealing with emotional issues like grief or getting over, you know, stress or overwhelm, dealing with things like COVID. Um, and the same thing that you might go to a coach for or even a therapist. Um, it's it's all getting an alignment with ourselves, yeah. feeling centered, grounded, balanced, confident, and able to take on what life brings toward us. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually on Clubhouse last night till late. And... Um... Uh, there is uh, a sage in there who does a lot of what you do. His name is John Paul. And me and him were trying to help uh, this kid who um, was kind of struggling and who has some stuckness through some some things he was thinking about. And he was caught in the details. He was caught in the concepts of things. And me and John Paul was trying to raise him up to the energy level so that we could help him understand what was going on. Um, what is kind of the difference between energy and the, the essence of things and the hardcore facts, data, and details? I think that's really important, especially today in our climate where 
where uh, alternative facts run our uh, society here? That's such a great question, Roy. So what I would point to is what fundamentally it means to be human and how the human system works. Because we're basically handed this amazing operating system with consciousness and the mind, and we're not really taught how to use it. And we lean very heavily into uh, reason, logic, rationality. That's what's valued in today's society and our our knowledge, our, our intelligence of the mind and what we can learn and synthesize. And that is such an amazing skill. Yeah. It's incredible. It's something no other being on this earth does. Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely an incredible thing to have. Mm -hmm. However, it is not the only thing that makes us human. We also have this innate intelligence. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, I have a, this beautiful lemon tree outside mm -hmm. in my front yard. Yeah. And from a seed, it was a lemon tree. It wasn't ever going to grow into an oak tree or a palm tree or a banana tree, right? It was yeah. always a lemon tree and it does it beautifully. Yeah. It knows exactly how to fan its leaves out to get the sunlight. Yeah. It knows exactly how to dig its roots down into the the rocky soil of, of Texas and soak up the moisture. It knows exactly the way to thrive as a lemon tree. And we have that too as humans. So before we were, you know, uh, kids, when we were babies, before we learned how to think, before we developed our rational thinking mind and language, yeah. we had this just innate intelligence. Yeah. And that's like the lemon tree. You know, we had this innate intelligence that shows us how resilient we are. Mm -hmm. When we start crawling and walking, we fall down. We fall down over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's not our parents who are like, you need to get back up and try again and persevere. We just do it. We're naturally equipped with these amazing abilities like resilience and, and curiosity yeah. and love and connection yes. and none of these things have anything to do with our ability to think yeah. Yeah. and so sometimes when we get lost in the details of something it's simply feeling disconnected mm -hmm. from the full you know 30,000 view of who we are as a person and what we're capable of mm -hmm. and that we are built to thrive in this world no matter what we face yeah yeah totally hear you and that's huge we're gonna dive a little deeper in that real quick let's say uh, hi to everyone who's on the live right now we're talking about how to master the movement of energy with daniel sunberg if you just joined us live a lot of you just joined please hop into chat on the right side if you're on youtube below if you're on facebook and linkedin uh if you're on any other uh, app that we're streaming to we don't even know where you comment, but please still comment. We would love to hear uh, what you have to say and ask Danielle some questions. So, Danielle, when you're working with people, what seems to be, well, before we go there, what inspired you to get into this work? Do you have a story that got you into this or were you always into it? What inspired you to dive into this work? So I actually have a, a whole former career as an attorney. And I had this very traditional linear professional path 
um, a, a, you know, your, a typical high achievers path. It's like, how do I get to the next um, thing that's going to show the world that I am worth something, that my space that I'm taking up on this earth is valuable. Yes. And for me, that led me towards a career in law. And what happened was I ended up taking um, this amazing job at a law firm doing commercial litigation. Mm -hmm. And once I took the job, I had this Im immense relief, this like exhale that I hadn't realized I was holding my breath for so long, yeah. for so many years. And that I could finally be like, okay, like I made it. This law firm that, you know, pays, pays young lawyers so much money. It's unbelievable. Way too much money. <laughs> yeah. But for the point, it's those golden handcuffs, right? Yeah. And so it was in the eyes of everybody else, I had achieved my worth. I had created this incredible, um, safe place to live in the world where I knew that if I offered what I did in the world, like kind of my resume, which is what we did. And if anybody lives in Washington, DC, who's watching or listening, you know, you kind of walk around as your resume. And that's how you are um, presenting yourself and you receive your validation in the world. And so when I would say, Oh, hi, I'm Danielle, and I'm a lawyer, and I work at this firm, I would see in people's eyes respect, you know, um, they were impressed. And I ended up getting depressed. And I would look in the mirror, and I would see none of those things. And, and I'd wonder kind of like, what, where is the gap for me? Like, why is it that everybody else says, says, Oh, you're so sex successful. And, and wow, look at you. You're on top of the world. You've climbed your, you know, the Mount Everest of traditional professional life. And I would look in the mirror and be like, do I really have to get up and face another day? Yeah. And so what is that dissonance? Um, and you know, I went to a therapist and then I went to a doctor and I was prescribed antidepressants and was told this is how you can cope. Yeah. And I considered it. I considered it for a very long time. And, you know, I, I don't want to knock medication ever for people who are taking it and finding so much um, peace and value in it. But for me, I knew that that wasn't the answer. And it was actually like looking at this prescription in my hand that the doctor had given me. And feeling like, oh, this is this is the wrong decision for my path. Yeah. And what happened was in that moment, I realized that what had been pathologized as a problem, this depression, yeah. was really just my inner being yelling like as loud as it can to me, saying, It's time for you to climb down this mountain and climb up a new mountain, yeah. you know? And, and there's more growth for me and there's more enjoyment from life and it's time to go explore somewhere else. And so that is what shifted me immediately. You know, I, well, not immediately, I, I ended up finishing out uh, my time there winning a $6 billion jury trial wow. for a client. And um, as soon as we got the jury verdict back saying that we had won, I quit. So I called, I quit, I left, and my husband and I left our apartment in D.C. We packed up our bags. We gave away everything. Friends were coming over. They were like, oh, we like this picture frame. I was like, great, take the lamp. It really goes with the picture frame. <laughs> like, take my stuff. And we went and we traveled across the world, and the first place we went to was Southeast Asia. 
And um, for those of you who have visited there, you are well aware of how connected that part of the world is to energy. And it is not just um, a part of life that's permissible, it's so integrated into their cultures. And so that's where I tapped into this capacity for facilitating energy and understanding what it means to be human on a level that is greater than just the thinking mind. And that really was like the fast forward momentum I needed to, to explore in that direction. And it really, um, it, it pushed me to where I am today. It was the momentum that was like, oh, I can take this wisdom and bring it back to other people who are just like me because man, they're, you know, from being on Clubhouse, I mean, there's yeah. so many rooms about this all the time, right? Yeah. About people who are doing something and they really don't want to be doing it, but they don't know how to leave and yeah. how do you take the leap and um, finding finding their own sense of confidence and safety and moving from what they're good at in the world to what they really would be fulfilled by. Yeah, Yeah, we're all being led back to ourselves, it's just a lot of people um, aren't aren't getting those aren't aren't accepting that they're being led back and they're fighting it. And a lot of people would have just taken taken that pill. And it, I just want to you know give you your flowers because it takes a lot of courage. Because I went through that struggle the same way, being a medic and then wanting to go entrepreneur. And people make fun of you, and you know the, the just. Um, getting over people's approval is one big, huge uh, thing that you really have to get rid of in life. So I really applaud you for that. How did you deal with that when you realized you wanted to change? Because I, I, I could only bet so many people are like, you're an accomplished lawyer making good money. Why do, what do you want? And, and why do you want more? And why do you want to change? How did you deal with those voices? Because I can only imagine that came not only from a lot of people, but from people that you probably respect and love. Yeah. So for me, like reaching this pinnacle of success at the law mm -hmm. firm where you have all the money, all the accolades, yeah. um, and you know the next, basically the next step, the next achievement is becoming a partner and getting that big corner office. Mm -hmm. And even though that feels like a really long horizon because it can take eight, nine, 10 years, it's actually like physically down the hall, right? Like you can see it. Yeah. And so I saw it every day and I saw how unhappy, um, not, not, not that all the partners were unhappy. Some of them really enjoy their jobs and that's wonderful. But for me, like, I could project myself on, into that corner office because I could literally see it down the hall and it just did not make me feel happy. Yeah. And what really just, it came down to is having all that money, success as we traditionally define it yeah. with the achievements and, and the financial stability. Um, it amounted to me feeling depressed. And that is like, what, it's an eyebrow what, they, what is it? What's that phrase? You know, an eyebrow raise kind of thing. Yeah. Like that algorithm that we were taught from when we were kids that if you got to work hard in school so you can get a good job and make lots of money and be stable and provide for your family and then you'll be happy and everything will be okay. Yeah. Well, that went completely awry because I was not happy. Yeah. And so once I realized and experienced that that was not true, that that like, whole algorithm just simply wasn't a truth. Yeah. Then it kind of became easy to let go of other people's 
um, expectations or disapproval because I was like, okay, so you're still, you're still operating under this algorithm being true. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Someone was asking, uh, cause someone here on the, on my phone as well. Um, how do you know if your energy is off? How do you know if, if your, um, energy isn't flowing correctly? Is there signs, symptoms? Mm-hmm. So like I was telling you in my story, mm-hmm. I was feeling depressed. And that is a surefire sign that my energy is is doing its best to lead me elsewhere from where I am. And that I was making decisions from a place of ego or fear um, or external expectations of me rather than what my inner being wanted for me. So what that means is your emotions are your best internal GPS for whether you're in alignment with your energy. And it's not, it's not complicated. It's not tricky. Just like the lemon tree just becomes a lemon tree. Like people make being human so much more complicated than it is. And if you're in touch with your emotional system and your guidance system, it's just, does it feel satisfying or pleasant or does it feel unpleasant? Yeah. Where, where am I on that spectrum? Yeah. And if you're not sure, just take a step back, Yeah. you know, go take a walk, whatever, give yourself time. And all that means is that you're going to come into your knowing of your energy with a little patience. Yeah, I um, the way I explain it is I call it being unbounded. I say we come into the world perfectly knowing what we need to do to fulfill our purpose. And then we're bounded by ideas, our parents' ideas, social ideas. And then the work I do is making them, is taking those bounds off, making them unbounded again, like um, like a, like a statue, you know, you don't, build a statue from ground up, you chip away the rock from the outside, revealing the statue on the inside. And so uh, my question to you is, how can we um, get people to that state? Is there a process? Is there a secret sauce? Does it take years um, when we really want to do the work? how do we assess and what do we do first if I was coming in and, and um, hiring you and said, Danielle, help me. Um, I don't feel well. I don't feel like I'm aligned. Um, what would you do um, to assess me and help me and uh, uh, start to get my energy on point? So um, usually with clients, it always starts with a conversation before either you get up on the Reiki table and we do the energy work or before we really start a coaching session. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people come in and they come in with their, their baggage, their problem. Right. And so the work that I do would ask and and chip away at the problem, not to um, more deeply understand the problem, but to peel it back that layer and what does it reveal underneath with what you actually want? What is it that we want to point you towards? And so with a lot of clients, they're like, I feel overwhelmed and stressed. 
And so they want to um, talk about everything that makes them feel overwhelmed and stressed. But in fact, if we can just dial down that sympathetic nervous system, get into, you know, your rest and digest, your relaxation mode, feel into and think about the things that bring you joy in life, whether it's something just as simple as that you have a very comfortable pillow that you get to put your head on every night or a pet at home that you get to cuddle with. Um, and feeling into that joyful place is the work, right? And because then you get more momentum there and it carries you forward. You're smiling. You're you're like, yeah, 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 totally, right? You just perked my my curiosity when you brought up, uh, you know, the the science words, because I feel like my uh, vagal tonality is my gift. I can Mm -hmm. super, super stress, high focus moment, and then five minutes later, rest and digest moment. I really have really good control of that, I think, because of the extreme environment that I grew up in. Um, But that is huge. So yeah, talk more about that. So um, we have basically our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous system, right? And so your sympathetic is your fight fight or flight, but there's actually freeze. And Roy, you might know, there's, I think, one other one, actually, uh-huh. um, another word for how we respond fight to Fight or freeze is what I know. If there's another one, then I need to do some more homework. You know, I think I think it's called fawning, actually, okay. which is like, it's like flattery, um, okay. where you, you want to, you know, um, calm some, calm the aggressor down with flattery almost that's like your default mode okay that, i'm not really not familiar with that though that makes sense i was reading about um their uh the science of play and it was really cool they did these um studies and they had these videos of when lions were about to pounce on their prey the prey would turn around and start to play with the lion instead of run what instead of fight or flight or freeze he would play jump around and then the lion would literally switch and start playing with them. They went from about to take them down and eat them and start playing with them. And they would play. And I was like, well, that's that was really interesting. But yeah, parasympathetic and sympathetic. Uh, yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So just like you said, if you were going to be attacked by a lion, your um, adrenaline would spike immediately. Right. Which is what helps us get ready to fight. <laughs> or run away. Mm-hmm. Um, but in modern day, we don't have lions. So we get stressed out by our jobs, um, you know, relationships, yeah. um, you know, whatever's going on in the world, the news, right? And it and it just keeps cranking up our cortisol production. Yes. And uh, our parasympathetic nervous system, on the other hand, is what calms us down. Mm-hmm. And that's when we feel safe, peaceful, um, relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, just satisfied with life. Yeah. And um, that basically is what happens when you're doing an energy modality like meditation or yoga or Reiki, mm-hmm. or you're feeling in flow. If you're doing like an, a flow activity, like surfing is always talked about, like a flow state activity. Um, for me, it's dancing. It could be writing or reading or even just watching a movie where you're just engrossed in it. Mm-hmm. Um So when we're in our parasympathetic nervous system, that's when our bodies and our energy and our mind can heal. 
So that is when our cortisol production goes back down and we are able to tap into our in our inner wisdom, our energetic place of um, that energy signature we were talking about, our emotions, our how do I feel? Um, so if you don't know how you feel, maybe it's because you're in a place of stress, right? And that's why when you take a break, when you calm down, you walk away, you take a bath, whatever, and you let yourself dial down the stress, then we allow clarity to arise. And when that happens, we get more in touch with what we really feel and what we really think. So those are basically, that's like in a short, short snapshot, our, our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous systems. Yeah. And um, they basically, whether you know it or not, are running your life. Yeah. Well, I know because, you know, just to give you guys some context, who context, who's listening uh, real quick, let's set the room um, thank you for everyone who's on live right now. We are talking about mastering the movement of energy with healing coach and someone that I just fell in love with her work, Daniel Sunberg, because she's super smart. And we're talking about the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. When cortisol is present, everything shuts off because the, the body feels like it needs more energy to fight or flight. So growth um, your immune system, all of these systems that we really need are cut off and they give the energy to the present moment because it feels like you need to fight or flight. But a lot of us are walking around dripping in that all day. And it's my belief that that is what makes us sick. That's what makes us catch COVID. That's what makes us get diseases because we aren't able to naturally do uh, what we need to do. And so you really perked my interest with that explanation. Um, also kind of a thing we're talking about on Clubhouse, do you think there's any bad energies at all? Do you think the so-called negative energies are actually negative? Um, well, let me answer your question with a question. Mm -hmm. What would you define as a negative energy? Okay. So she's a she's she's a genius. She's mastered this because labels, we have to come to an agreement on the labels before we can actually move forward. That is a great coach right there, ladies and gentlemen. So when we when I ask her to tell you where to find her, reach out to her. She knows what she's doing. Okay. So I would say um sad, depressed, or anger. Um that and the behaviors behind that will be things that make me want to fight or flight. So I would say, do you consider the sympathetic energy to be negative? Uh, simply, no. Uh, energy is just energy. Yeah. And when we, um, let's say we have a thought, okay? A thought comes in and it's like, what am I going to eat for dinner? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty innocuous thought. We probably don't really have an emotional reaction to that thought. Mm -hmm. But if we have a thought that's like, I might get fired next week, mm -hmm. we might have a jolt of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And have an intense reaction emotionally to that thought. Yeah. But the thought, what am I going to eat for dinner? And I might get fired next week 
have no inherent power. They're both the same. They're just symbols with words that are expressing a concept. We imbue power and meaning into the thoughts. So we decide based on our stories, our judgments of life, our experiences and our perspective, how we're going to have an emotional reaction to any thought that we think. So we decide what's, you know, quote unquote, positive or negative energy based on our subjective experience of life and how we react to a thought. Having that experience in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's also just a thing. It's just an experience. So then we can have a meta emotional reaction that's like, oh, I just felt anxiety and that was bad that I felt anxiety or not. We could say, oh, I felt anxiety. Ooh, that was fun and interesting. I'm just being human and playing into human dynamics of having a parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system and experiencing the contrast of what that's like to experience anxiety. Ooh, you know, ooh. (laughs) So again, it's always our choice to decide how we want to feel about any experience or any thought. Yeah, there's no bad energy there's only maybe wrongly used energy um you just got to get it in line and that's why you should really reach out to danielle to get your energy in line all right danielle we're gonna hop into the red zone where we ask five quick questions questions that i usually find are hard for people like you and me are you ready sure let's do it (laughs) let's do it All right, Daniel. Favorite book? Oh man. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to give you sort of a an answer that you probably wouldn't get from like you know spiritual conscious industry type people, mm-hmm. which is a fiction book. I love fiction because fiction just expands our imagination and our place to play, and like that's kind of what it's all about for me. Um. And so this book is called The Years of Rice and Salt, and it's by an author named uh, Stanley Kim Robinson. And it's a sci-fi book that won an award. I can't remember what the award is right now, but it's basically a sci-fi book that's like this alternate timeline mm-hmm. um, of history in the world. And it, and it spans hundreds and hundreds of years. And it follows these three souls. It's kind of based on this Buddhist context. It follows these three souls through their incarnations of several different lifetimes together. And they travel through the bardo together and they come back and they're always building on top of what they learned and experienced in the lifetime before that. Mm -hmm. So it's like this culmination of um, social history and how the collective conscious gets created through this kind of fantastical um, journey of these of these three souls. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like a book called initiation. I'm going to have to check that out. Would you rather be loved or respected? Definitely loved. loved. Definitely always love. Um, love comes from, from the heart, from the soul. It's, it's, as you were mentioning earlier, it's unbounded, right? Um, it's everything that we need in any given moment of our lives whereas respect is created in the mind um it's whether people treat you the way that you've decided based on your concepts and stories that you deserve to be treated which is fine and and it's great but it's it lives in the mind so it's um fulfilling our ego 
as opposed to the whole human. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Favorite quote and why? The quieter you become, mm -hmm. the more you can hear by Ram Dass. Um, so when I backpacked around the world, uh, after oh, I quit, oh, my backpacked around the world. Yeah. So when I quit my job at, at the law firm, I went and we backpacked around the world and all over. Um, I said I was in Asia first, but we, we did, my, me and my husband did like 14 countries, six continents. Um, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, I couldn't understand anything though, you know, like I, I unfortunately don't speak anything except English, very poor Italian. Yeah. Um, so I had to become pretty quiet. I just kind of became this quiet observer of my surroundings anywhere that I was. And what I learned was that if I had been able to chat my way through everywhere, then um, I wouldn't have actually gained as much wisdom because a lot of times we're chatting just to fill silence, you know? Yeah. Um, so being quiet, my world actually became more vibrant. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, uh, did you document that? I did write a lot about it. Yes. That would be awesome to, to learn about and read about. Um, I don't I'll know if I have the courage to do it, but I've always been interested in it. It'd be really cool. Uh, if you could spend one day with anyone, 24 hours with anyone to, who's ever lived in history. And uh, let me tell you the genesis of this question, because I just think this is cool. I was uh, reading about physics. And did you know that every time we breathe, we breathe at least one uh, oxygen molecule that Jesus has also breathed. Every time we take a sip of water, we drink a water molecule, at least one in there, that everyone who's ever lived has also drunken that same molecule. And we know we're all one, but I just thought that was a cool way to explain it. So if you could spend one day with anyone, 24 hours, only 24 hours, who's ever lived, who would it be? That's a really beautiful illustration of, of the unified field of we are all one, for sure. That's cool. Um, I mean, I just, you know, gave you a quote from Ram Dass. He's like, definitely one of my all-time favorite uh, spiritual teachers, gurus, friends. Um, and so I would have to say Ram Dass, but I'll say Ram Dass circa 1960s when he was um, in the throes of his psychedelic adventures <laughs> and kind of like becoming the Ram Dass that, you know, I, you know, knew in, in my journey of, you know, reading about him and, and seeing him speak and stuff like that. And more like the Ram Dass who's just kind of like, figuring it out and breaking it down and, and doing all like all the fun plant medicines. And so I think that would just be really trippy and fun. Yeah. Who was Ram Dass's, uh, um, guru? I forget. Um, I think I, I read. Yeah. A, now that you said that it's escaping me too. I think I read a story where 
I think Ron Das gave his mentor um, some psychedelics and he like freaked out that he took so much and then his mentor, like it didn't affect him at all. And then his mentor yeah. kind of like, like already got it in here, brother, already got in here. Okay, last question. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear your answer to this because usually we get um, such practical answers to this. Um, what is success in your eyes? So relating this back to energy, yeah. success is coming home from work, having a great day, and still feeling like you have energy for the rest of your day. So you don't come home like, wow, I just like did all this productive stuff at work and now I'm drained. No, no. It's I did all this amazing stuff at work and now I'm here at home to take the world in for the rest of the evening. That's amazing. I never thought of that because, you know, so many people and I just talk about this all the time. They, you know, go to work and they come home and don't have enough energy just for like their kids. Imagine having a shit ton more energy so you can have fun and be present with the people you truly love, you know? Right. That's amazing. Right. Amazing. All right. Is there anything I should have asked you, Danielle, that you want to share with everyone? Oh, I mean, you know, Roy, we could chat like this forever, but I think that this was yes, a really these fun. Conversations give you energy, right? Exactly. And go back to the regular world after these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'll leave it there. All right. So thank you for everyone who's on live. We are done, but we just had an amazing conversation about mastering the movement of energy with Danielle Sundberg. Make sure you guys check out this episode. If you just hopped on live, make sure you share it. It's going to be on YouTube, LinkedIn, Periscope, Facebook, and all the podcast modalities, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. Thank you guys for joining live. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And if you want to contact Danielle, Please, Danielle, tell them where they could find you. We got your Instagram handle below. Everything that you um, offer uh, online, please let them know where they could find you. Yeah, you can find me. The easiest way to connect is on my website, mm -hmm. which is my name, daniellesunberg.com. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to connect with everybody. This is so fun, Roy. You're fabulous at this. You're a born natural. <laughs> Thank you so much. My, you know, my dad, my dad's the type, he won't give you props in anything unless it's for real, like you're really good at it. And he says he loves how I interview. So now I got to start thinking about actually taking this platform to a higher level. So thank you again, Danielle. Um, let's connect on Clubhouse. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, just... Just play off each other, help each other. And if you need anything, you let me know. And Likewise. Thank you guys again. Till next time. Peace. Welcome to the Success Code.
where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code. Success code. Success code.